Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you think sports leagues should start counting tickets scanned at the gates or tickets bought? Why do you care? Now I've stopped going to any score sheet. Well, the NHL's good. The NFL's good. Who cares? You can see. Who cares? I'd watch the game, buy a ticket, and go. Because it's a lie. It's a fallacy. Why do you care? I used to care. But it's a fallacy, so I don't. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. And welcome to the RP Show. We are back in our second home, Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary, Alberta. The foothills. Of Alberta and the Rocky Mountains, and we're ready to talk sports here today. we got a really big show coming up. Hall of Famer, wide receiver Jeff Fairholm, formerly of the Arizona Wildcats and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Toronto, Oregon. It's Jeff Fairholm in hour one, my favorite all-time pro football player, believe it or not. Uh, that's in hour one. An Olympic gold medal curler and the best friend of Calgary quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell. Ben Hebert's going to be joining us here at the Gray Eagle. We don't have a lot of time. We have a good time to welcome in our COO, Lee Genier, joining us here at the Stage Bar. How are you doing, Lee? I am fantastic, Roddy. Yeah, you are. I know you love talking sports, so uh, let's Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. He wanted to know what we're going to talk about, so let's find out. Can you hit the quick six show horn? Thank you. (laughs) Director Jordan, we're going to cram all this in real fast. Of all the games last night in the National Hockey League, and I want to say hi, to, by the way, to our listeners, WQEE Atlanta. You can always listen live. Listen, live is back. Go to our links on Twitter, mine, at Rod Peterson. Click on WQEE. You can listen to the radio live. It's a thing. Of all the games in the NHL last night, and there were a lot of great ones, what stuck out to me is Vegas Golden Knights forward Phil Kessel has broken the NHL record for consecutive games played. The new Ironman. Phil Kessel took to the ice Tuesday night on the opening shift against the San Jose Sharks in his 990th consecutive game. Kessel had matched Keith Yandel's record the other night against Toronto, 989th. Before we move on to the other games, I haven't done all the reading on this. There's some humorous stories about Phil Kessel. You see uh, Blake Wheeler played with him somewhere, and Wheeler said he doesn't drink water. He drinks Coke in between periods, Coca-Cola. Tom Brady! You know, 45 years old, the Tom Brady drinks 37 glasses of water a day. Not Phil. He lives on hot dogs and Coca-Cola, and he's got the record for the long. What does that tell us? They're all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We're all wrong. Why work out? Why work out, man? Yeah. Why why take all the time and work out when you can drink? Drink Coca-Cola and eat hot dogs. I know. Play Iron 990 straight game. And by the way, if you watch the highlights of their win last night, because this story doesn't tell you, but I will. Vegas beat the San Jose Sharks last night. Can't remember the score. Doesn't matter. Kessel sniped last night in his 990th consecutive game, and he beat the defenseman around the left wing. He looked like it was his first NHL game, or maybe his 100th. He looked very comfortable. He's not slowing down. No. And that's the beauty. I mean, he's going to finish this season. And, you know, he's going to add another 80 games to his. Well, 
for sure. And we're getting, yeah, that's right. No, no reason to think that he's not going to push this record well into the thousands. And will it ever be touched? There's so much is put into training, and trust me, I get it. I think almost a little too much, because my dad was a scout for the 1985 Memorial Cup champion Prince Albert Raiders. And I know we're going back here, and I don't want to age myself, but I was 11 hanging around that team. They lived on McDonald's, Lee, and they won the Memorial Cup. We're talking Dave Manson, Ken Baumgartner, these guys, Danny Hodgson, Curtis Hunt. They ate at McDonald's every meal, and they won the Memorial Cup. So it's too much focus being put into health food. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go down too far down the path. But just saying, yeah. hey man, whatever works for you. I'm a big fan of whatever works in life. Okay, we can move on to some other games. Man, are they excited here in Calgary? Nazem Kadri remained red hot. He extended his point streak to six games. He had two goals and an apple to lead the Calgary Flames to a 4-1 NHL victory over the visiting Pittsburgh Penguins. Jonathan Huberdeau with his first as a flame, and Michael Stone also scored for Calgary. It was funny because I didn't get back to Calgary in time to go to the game, so I flipped on the television. I'm watching it here at the Great Eagle. Kelly Rudy with seven minutes left in the third says on Sportsnet, I think the Flames have this game in hand. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Do you ever? Good for Kelly. And he was right. He was right. He was right. He, he was knows. right. He knows. I will tell you this. Against the Buffalo Sabres last Thursday, and I was there, 10 minutes into the first period, the Calgary Flames thought they had the game in hand. Uh, no. You know what was probably the game of the night last night was at Madison Square Garden. Evan Rodriguez scored in the deciding goal in the shootout, and Alexander Gorgiev made 44 saves. To beat his former team, the Colorado Avalanche went into New York and beat the Rangers 3-2. In Chicago, that title in town. Patrick Kane had a goal and an assist, and Chicago won its fourth in a row, 4-2 over the Florida Panthers. Break up the Blackhawks. Eventually, they will. They're it, flying. Yeah, oh yeah. In Montreal, Joel Erickson had two goals, and Brandon Duhamey scored the tiebreaker in the second period as Minnesota beat the Habs 3-1. I'm not going through all of the games. These are just some of the highlights here. Taylor, Taylor Hall scored the winner late. Boston improved to 6-1. They beat the Dallas Stars 3-1. In Columbus, Shane Gostaspierre scored twice. Arizona beat Columbus 6-3. And uh, in Detroit... Jesper Brad had two goals and an assist to lead New Jersey past Detroit at 6-2. Because I know we have fans of the Devils, the Stars, the Sabres, all of them watching. So I just wanted to get their team's games in. Our NHL coverage is brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. They're hiring now. Find out everything you need to know at broncoplumbing.com and our Facebook and Instagram pages. Guys, tell Camco we are talking about them, okay, when we were talking NHL. To the CFL because Lee really wanted to talk about this. Um, head coach Rick Campbell says he expects to start quarterback Nathan Rourke for the BC Lions Friday night. Nathan Rourke, formerly of the Ohio Bobcats University program, was a dominant force early in this CFL season before being sidelined with a foot injury August 19th at Sask. He won player of the week. Pretty much every week. Pretty much every week. For like the first eight weeks, okay? The sophomore out of Ohio, Mississauga product. BC is expected to get some other key pieces back for Friday night at Winnipeg. Last game of the regular season. Lucky Whitehead supposed to be coming back, formerly of the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, you wanted to talk about Nathan Rourke coming back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know, And I think everybody is going to be watching. That's definitely going to be the game of the week because people want to see 
if Nathan Rourke can come back and not skip a beat and put up another 450, 500-yard game and be the difference maker in BC. I think that's what everybody's eyes are going to be on to see, you know, and I think that's overcoming the adversity and seeing what he's made of and coming back off of this injury. Uh, well, not done with that yet. I just want to put out a shout-out from our guy, Ryan O'Radio, my spirit brother at WQEE. Metro Atlanta, he says, hey, RP and Lee, hot dogs and soda. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Phil should get an endorsement deal with Oscar Meyer and Coca-Cola. Right That's, on. It wouldn't be that hard. Um, Jason and Red Deer says, Phil, the thrill still looks great on the ice despite his average physique and diet. Come on. He looks like every guy you played rec hockey with. Pretty much. He's getting it done. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, Phil Kessel looks like the average hockey dad on my kids' under-11 team. He's one of those guys. He's like Chris Chelios. You know, what did he play to 48? Serena and I were talking about that the other day. Those, Tom Brady at 45 gives us all which, uh, hope. hope. Not, we don't think we're going to play pro, but it's like, you go, man. Same thing as Phil. You go. I um, might go pro next year. You might go pro? Pro what? Maybe I'll come back as a quarterback. Ryan O'Radio. What's going on, Big Peach? It's funny. That's about the guy running the controls right now, WQEE Atlanta. We talk about you all the time, Ryan. And Lee says, I can't get him on the phone. All he wants to do is text. DuPont said the same thing. Oh, I said, I... I get it. I don't want to talk on the phone either. Oh, Hey, man, I had a great conversation with him. Did you have him on the phone? I did. I've never had him on the phone. Maybe it was DuPont saying it. I think Rhino Radio is just like me. If I talk to you on the phone, you should feel very blessed because I don't like talking on the phone. I hate it. I talk for a living. So if you're not paying me. I'm always on the phone. Kidding. I'm a relationship guy. Yes, you are. Um, NHL. Wait a minute. Let me back up. I'm going to jump to point six. It's our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, which is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League. Is it Friday night, BC at Winnipeg? Nathan Rourke returns. I think we all want to see how he does for BC. And then the Saturday triple header, Montreal at Toronto, Hamilton at Ottawa, and Sask at Calgary. Running away with it, the last I saw with 86% of the vote, is the BC Lions at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Friday night. I'm not even going to go to the Calgary Sask game because it's meaningless. However, you're telling me that it's been announced that Bo Levi Mitchell is starting a quarterback for Calgary? Well, I don't know. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about it and would make a lot of sense as rumors. I would think that Dave would want to see um, how Bo looks going into the playoffs so they can have a one-two punch there. Um, I don't think Jake Mayer looked incredibly on point last game. Uh, so, you know, they, they want to have, a, you know, some insurance there for sure. So, uh, they need to get Bo in there, get him playing back in game style. So, because they have, you know, possibly three of the most important games coming up in the in their season. We're, I'm trying and will if we have time. I have not seen our next guest, Jeff Fairholm, show up. And if he's not here, Lou, Lee will stay with us for a while. But because I want to get to NFL World Series. I thought our sports viewers here knew sports. Um, I'm not going to read this guy's name aloud. But he says, if Bo Levi Mitchell is up for trades next year, what team takes him? Or does he retire? He's not going to be traded. He's a free agent. He'll sign wherever he wants. And I'll just say this before you go. Jeff's here, so we're going to pick it up a little bit. Rumor is in Sask, Bo Levi Mitchell was looking at houses in the Queen City uh, on the weekend, Jeff. Jeff just shook his head. You know what Ron Lancaster said, the little general? 
In Regina, if they haven't heard a rumor by noon, start one. Do you believe How about that? I'll wait till Spicy. Jeff gets in to ask him that. Support for the RP show is brought to you by Manscaped. It's the world leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Lee, no, look at him. He's like, he knows. He's smiling because he knows. Right now, their new package is the performance package. It's the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you, 20% off of the promo code RPSHOW20 at manscaped.com. Manicure your junk, folks. And it's not like anything else you've ever had before. Manscaped.com. Lee, happy customer. Me too. We're taking each other's word for it. Smooth criminals. Yes, sir. Um, NHL top five, bottom five. Let's get into the NHL top five, bottom five. As compiled by yours truly and brought to you by Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner. This was the easiest top five I've ever done in my life. Quite frankly, I looked at the overall standings in the NHL. The number one team is the Calgary Flames, who beat up Pittsburgh here last night 4-1. Number two is the Boston Bruins at 6-1. I don't expect that to last. Number three is the Vegas Golden Knights. And although they are number one in the Western Conference, Calgary beat them. So that puts Calgary ahead of them. So it's one Calgary, two Boston, three Vegas, four the Carolina Hurricanes, which is a surprise to nobody. And number five, Peter DeBoer's Dallas Stars. Let's see for how long it goes. But they lost to Boston last night. The bottom five, this is going 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. So the fifth worst team in the NHL is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Sorry, Johnny Hockey. Fourth worst team is the Anaheim Ducks. Let's pick it up. Quack, quack. New York Islanders is next, and that doesn't bother me because I had them picked to be last in the Metro. They're not going to get out of the bottom five all year, I don't think. Second worst team is the San Jose Sharks. And by the time this is all said and done, they'll probably be the worst. But right now, the worst team is the Vancouver Canucks. Change my mind. I wanted to get Lee's take on this. This is a cute story from the National Football League. The NFL says the two game officials seen interacting with Tampa Bay wide receiver Mike Evans in the tunnel of Bank of America Stadium after the Bucks 21-3 loss to Carolina on Sunday did not ask for an autograph. A reporter captured a video of the two referees approaching Evans as he made his way toward the locker room at the stadium in Charlotte. A second video appears to show Evans writing something as the referee stood next to him while the Tampa players walked past them to the locker room. According to the CBA, the NFL, and the NFL Referees Association, game officials are not allowed to ask players, coaches, or any other team personnel for autographs or memorabilia. I think Mike Evans said he was giving him his phone number. Do you have any funny stories about asking the guys for uh, autographs? Audis? Uh, I mean, I've never asked for autographs. Um, I've had my request for an autograph, but I don't ask for them. I'm sure... I've seen a lot of it, for sure. When guys have an opportunity, hey, they're human. So, and and rules were meant to be broken. I, I don't believe there was a rule in the Canadian Football League. There probably is in the National Hockey League. Jeff Fairholm, who's here and will be here next, can attest. Although we were never on the Riders at the same time, I was shoving stuff in front of players all the time, <laughs> all the time. Uh, hey, doubles! I got five jerseys here. Because we're about to take off on a charter. And he signed them all. <clears throat> I don't know. It's hey, kind man. of funny, the referee asking for an autograph. I can see why it wouldn't be allowed, but I still think it's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's hilarious. It's a good story. Hey, man, you got your refs looking. It, it, would, it would show some impartial uh, 
or it's or some bias. I think there. these guys are too old, though. They don't realize like, when I meet somebody for the first time, we're not exchanging phone numbers. Most times, it's what's your Twitter handle? I'll DM you or Instagram. I doubt right? he was asking for his phone number. Well, he, he, Mike Evans said it was his phone number. That's what I heard. By the way. A word from our sponsors, Edo Japan, delicious Japanese-inspired meals and snacks made to order with high-quality ingredients. Uh, lastly, before you run, who are you cheering for in the World Series, Philadelphia or Houston? Uh, Phillies, for sure. Yeah. Good, because yeah. I'm cheering for Houston. That'll make things fun around here. Yeah, let's go. Let's why get you, it on. Why are you cheering for the Phillies? Underdogs? Uh, you, know, you know, there's just so much over the last few years bad karma around Houston that, you know what, it's go Philly. Okay, gotcha. Thanks for coming on, Lee. Hey, I'll see you later. Fastest 20 minutes in sports is the warm-up right here. Our COO, Lee Genier, good enough to join us at the stage bar. The Hall of Famer, Jeff Fairholm, joins us next. Benny Hebert coming up in hour two. We're live from Calgary's entertainment destination, the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live and on the radio on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beautiful day in the foothills. It is the RP Show live from the Gray Eagle Resort and uh, Casino. We are moving along. We're moving fast, fast, fast. Just a comment from Ryan in Saratoga, New York. He says, all right, New Jersey crawls out of Rod's bottom five. It's a good day. I put that devil score in there. 6-2 they won at Detroit. That was the Red Wings' first regulation loss all year long. I put in the Sabres loss and did Ryan in Toronto says, will this be the year for the Calgary Flames? They're looking so good. People really scoffed at me when I said going into the year that the Flames are the number one team in the NHL. Nobody's scoffing anymore. We welcome Jeff Fairholm to the broadcast. Two-time Great Cup champion, Saskatchewan Rough Riders 1989, Toronto Argonauts in 1997, where he was a teammate of Doug Flutie's. How are you doing, Fairway? I'm doing great, Rod. How are you? Good. Always good to, to see you. Great to be seen, of course. And for our American listeners and viewers, I want to tell them that you played with the Arizona Wildcats, NCAA. Why does college game day never go to Tucson, Arizona? It's kind of like how they never went to Washington State because we were not very good for a long time. Um, We were, uh, I think we went two years without winning a game or maybe winning one game up until this year. Uh, last year, we got a new head coach with Jed Fish. Uh, he, he's been around the NFL, and, boy, he's changed things around like crazy down there. And, I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm going down for, to, a, to a game in mid-November. I can't wait. And they've just changed it around. The offense is fantastic with all of the ways to get players now. Like, players are changing schools at will, which I'm not really in favor of, but it really, it really helped the Wildcats. Uh, once we fix our defense, 
I think we're going to be pretty good in the next couple of years. There you go, your obligatory NCAA <laughs> talk. But, of course, the Georgia Bulldogs, last we saw, number one in all of college football. Yeah, shocker. I mean, they, yeah. they're just they're just a powerhouse. I mean, you know, even, you know, Arizona being in the Pac-12, whenever we did play uh, an SEC opponent this year in Ole Miss and or Mississippi State, and we got killed. You know, it's just the SEC is like a, like a pro league yep. compared to everything else. Best name in football, I believe, Stetson Bennett. Uh, so, by the way, just from some of our viewers, Stephen in North Dakota writes in, he says, the referees don't need to get an autograph with direct deposit. <laughs> Clearly, they haven't heard of uh, DocuSign asking for autographs. You're here to talk a little Canadian Football League. They love the chat down there on Game Plus TV and um, WQE. Let me just say this. Our intern, Stephen, writes in and says, Mark Stephen, voice of the Calgary Stampeders, tweeted, that Dave Dickinson, coach of Calgary, said post-Pactors, Bo, I expect Bo to play. That's Saturday against Saskatchewan here. Before we look forward, let's just look back a minute. Saskatchewan went out with a whimper. Their playoff hopes snuffed out against the Stamps. Did you expect anything different? No, I mean, you know, I'm an evidence-based guy. And, you know, the entire the entire season, they've been on a downward trend since July 8th when uh, Garrett Marino took out Masoli. So, you know, since that time... Something happened in the locker room. Who knows what? But the Riders were just on a downward trend, and you know there was no chance they were going to beat Calgary uh, last Saturday. I was at the game. They came out and played pretty decently, and but you know it's uh, they're just there's just something wrong with that team culturally. I think they have some decent players, but culturally there's just something wrong in that locker room. Yeah, I want to again sprinkle in some comments here. <laughs> Jason in Red Deer says, Jeff, one of my favorite riders of all time from the Hockey Club podcast watching in Tallahassee, Florida, says, so cool. I was a big Jeff Fairholm fan. He's my favorite all-time rider. He's mine. Hands off, Jeff Fairholm. Spread me around, right. <laughs> This guy got me tuned into the Canadian Football League. He knows the story, and I'm sure a lot of our viewers do, too. I became a football fan because of Jeff. Can you just tell me what your take is on the Saskatchewan quarterback position with my guy, Cody Fajardo? Does he have the chops to be a star in this league? Was he oversold? Uh, where are you on Cody Fajardo? Well, I can, from what I said, from what I saw this year, and certainly based on, I'm, I'm an evidence-based guy. I said right from the start, I don't trust his arm strength. Um, he doesn't throw a good, a good long ball. His offensive line was absolutely terrible this year, is absolutely terrible this year. So it's hard to get, it's hard to get a good range on him because, you know, when he had happy feet, everyone says that. And, you know, with, with defensive linemen bearing down and you're like that, how do you not have happy feet? But, you know, when he did have protection, he, put, you know, he looked at one read, he put his head down, and he started running if that one read wasn't there. So, <clears throat> you know, he certainly didn't play well this year. It's really hard to gauge with a bad offensive line. He's not going to be back in Saskatchewan. That's pretty clear. <clears throat> but I don't see him as a starter. Something happened after 2019. I don't know. He could throw the long ball. He hurt his shoulder. Um, so maybe that, you know, something long-term um, happened to him. But I just, don't, I just don't see him as a starter in the league. He said uh, yesterday that he's going to test free agency in the offseason. He's already scrapped uh, Saskatchewan. I believe it's a mental confidence thing. My football guys are saying that. And for those of our listeners right now in America, he was with the Nevada Wolfpack. He's from Brea, California. Cody Fajardo, he was only 30 years of age, spent 2015 with the Oakland Raiders before heading to the CFL. Have you seen a case, and let's just stick with football, of a guy losing his confidence but getting it back? 
Yeah, sure. I mean, I lost my confidence, you know, a couple of times. I mean, it happens, right? Not <laughs> throughout an entire year, but, you know, it's one of those things when, when I lost my confidence and I was, you know, worried about catching the ball, so to speak. I mean, I'd go right back to basics and just work on that, work on the basic techniques. And I still do that in my sales career. You just go back to basics and, you know, build up again. It's, it's a constant struggle because once you start getting comfortable in where you are, I mean, you know, you, you it goes downhill. There's ups and there's ups and downs. But to see a quarterback that's that's gone down this this bad in in an entire year, I don't think I've ever seen it before. Have you? No, and it's tough to watch. Yeah, it really is. He's such a good guy. Yes. Like he came out on the field after the game. I was, I stood there and watched on purpose because I wanted to see it was it was fan appreciation day, and some players were going to come out after after the game on Saturday. And you know, one of the first guys out is Cody Fajardo. I mean. Mm. You know, it's got to be terrible on him being, you know, thrown to the thrown to the ashes, and then all of a sudden he comes out and he's taking selfies with kids and signing autographs. I mean, great guy, but that doesn't cut it in pro sports anymore. And you know, you've got to perform on the field, and to me, he just hasn't performed. Again, with a little caveat, no offensive line. I get it, but you know, I just from what I saw with his mechanics, there's something wrong. Yeah, well, why I find it tough to watch, you say it's, and you're right when you say it doesn't cut it to be just a nice guy anymore. And you're probably, I shouldn't speak for you, but do you not like Chris Jones? You're like everybody else that doesn't like Chris Jones because he's... Not a fan of him, no. There you go. No, not. Uh, not a nice guy. Well, what do you want? Yeah. Not you, but that? everybody. Yeah. Ted in Red Deer says, if you think Bo Levi will watch the Riders' offensive line play for two games and then think, man, I'd love to play there, I think you're sadly mistaken. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, says put Cody Fajardo on a team with a solid O-line and great coaching, and he will be a star. Before we talk about the future of Bo, you played with Doug Flutie and won a great cup in 1997. Can you give us a Doug Flutie story? Doug lived with me for Come on. Uh, for training camp, actually, in, in 90, 96, actually. I hate to correct you, but it was 96 Sorry. I won the great cup with him. He also won one in 97. But, yeah, Doug lived with me, and... Um, he uh, lived me, with me and my wife, and, and he was great. He had his family up, and we got a chance to meet him. And we've got a picture somewhere where his daughter's doing his hair, and he has ponytails. So I got a picture. <laughs> I, I, I know I got to find it. We've moved a couple times since then, but it, yeah, I got to dig that picture up. Great guy, though. We love playing with him. He had, you know, he, he had a little bit of a bad rap too, like from other people who didn't know him. But he was one of the most personable guys. He would do anything for you. Um, just a terrific guy and a great teammate. Would you say he's bigger than people gave him credit for or, or not? Like, how tall? See, he had to be 5'9". Oh, yeah. No, he's yeah. not tall. He, yeah, no, no I, don't, I wouldn't say he's bigger. Yeah, but he wasn't 5'7", either. Uh, no, he wasn't 5'7", but he wasn't big. But, you know, he's what an athlete. I don't think he ever worked out in the offseason. He just sort of played. He played basketball. He was a goalie in hockey. He plays the drums, which is tiring. And... The Phil Kessel of football. <laughs> well, maybe. No, let's not go that far. But he, you know, at least he did something in the offseason. But, no, Doug was just a, a true athlete. And, man, he would, do, he would draw stuff up in the dirt. It was just totally. Literally. Against, literally on the field. Yeah. And. It was just so against my style, but, you know, you tell me where to go and I'll go. But, uh, yeah, it was sort of against my style, but, man, he was just incredible. Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg says, I almost forgot Jeff played for the Argos Super Team of 1996. That's why we bring these guys on here. These wonderful stories come up. We're sitting here in Calgary, wonderful Canadian Football League town, and I can't believe how they don't talk about Bo Levi Mitchell's career winding down here. He's their all-time passing leader. We're hearing he'll start Saturday in his last start at McMahon. 
What do you think he'll do? I, I don't even know he knows where he's going to go, but what do you think next year holds for him? First of all, I'd like to say publicly what a professional he is because, you know, he's been demoted. He's, he is the all-time greatest stamps quarterback, I think, and he hasn't said a word. You know, no. he's, been, he's been the ultimate teammate. He's been demoted. He's taken it like a man. He's taken it like a professional. He's not sitting there whining, and he's just, you know, he's just biding his time. He's, he'll play when he when he goes out to play, and uh, I'm I'm glad he gets to play against the Riders uh, this Saturday. I expect him to do well. I mean, you know, who wouldn't? And but what a professional! I'm, I'm really, you know, I, I know him a little bit, but what a professional! And he's been a just a stand, standout guy through through all of this, which has got to be really really hard. I don't think I could handle it. I know I couldn't handle it the way that he has. I, I didn't play one game unhealthy, and I'll tell you, I was not a happy camper. Now, I didn't say anything, but, I, you know, and he probably, he's not saying anything. What was anything. that story? Well, I think it was, I think it was in um, 90, I can't remember what year it was. I was with Toronto and, and Obi. Uh, we were going to San Antonio, and for some reason he wanted to switch things up, and he sat me and didn't bring me and played some other, played some other people. So I wasn't happy. Who would be? Uh, you know, I was, but I was professional about it, and uh, I got back in the next game. But, you know, you, you've got to – coach is coach. They, they make decisions, and you've got to – you don't have to be happy about it, but you do have to be a professional about it. Fans are enjoying the football talk here. Uh, Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, I never had faith in Cody. Even if we sat in the first row, I would still feel the same. Or same in row, I would still feel the same. Sorry. You're all entitled to your opinion, for sure. Jason in Red Deer says, the real question is, why was he demoted? He wasn't doing terrible. No, no, no. They felt that his time was done. Well, you know, I, no? I, he wasn't doing terrible, but, you know, I and everyone's blaming Jason Moss for the short passes No, he's here. talking about Bo. Oh, Bo, excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I no, think. Bo I think. wasn't doing terrible. No, but, you know, they needed to make a change. I think the, the organization decided that they weren't going to sign Bo. Maybe it's a money thing, um, but they they needed somebody to, to grow up into that spot, and Bo was not in their long-term plan, so they made a change when they did to, to give Meyer the, uh, the the chance that he did. So, And he's done okay. No, Bo was doing just fine. Uh, in fact, his arm strength, I think, looked a lot better after coming off the injury from last year. Um, but I think it's an organiza- organizational thing, and they were going in a dire- different direction next year, and they, they decided to, to do it halfway through this. Two minutes left in this uh, segment, and then we'll come back and maybe switch gears get to a sports update. But for, for our BC viewers, Channel 924 and Telus Optic Cable, you don't want to talk about the Canucks, and I don't blame you. So the <laughs> Lions, their tickets went on sale for the playoff game, and the Seahawks are helping them with a promo code and a pre-sale. I love it. I love what's going on in Vancouver. And Nathan Orr comes back to play Friday night, at least a quarter, they say. Great, great story, isn't it? I mean, he, he recuperated really well. I mean, he's, he's not 100%, so I hope they don't put him in too much danger. But he needs to, he needs to get one game under his belt before the, before the uh, postseason. I tried that when I blew out my knee. I tried to come back. It didn't work out. I got, ended up getting hurt again and couldn't make it back. But I'll tell you what, you know, having Nathan work back is great for the CFL. It's great for the BC Lions. And, you know, I think it's just great for the league. And I hope that, I hope that he comes in and does well. And if he does, watch out for the BC Lions. <sighs> that would be a great story, wouldn't it? And what a rebuild job they've done. Yeah, on the field I mean, and off. Nobody, nobody was picking them to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year, and then all of a sudden Nathan Rourke comes out. And, you know, it really goes to show you how important a quarterback is in our league. 
Um, you know, when he went down, <laughs> so did the BC Lions. Right. So, you know, it's oh. really important to have a have a starting quarterback that, that is, you know, good. But you also have to have your Canadians as well, which they have. I got to write some notes down because you're making me think of a lot of things I want to pick your brain on. But the 902 text line is open. You can write us right here at the studio, 902-518-3033. Sean's watching on Game Plus TV in Vancouver, and he says, Morning, Roddy. The show should try to get that lady on the show who sits behind the Flames bench every game. An RP show, human interest piece. New segment. I have no idea to whom you're referring. I swear, and this is what a hockey puck I am, when they show Daryl Sutter, I'm looking at Daryl Sutter. Not not who's behind him. I'm not. The one in Dallas. (laughs) I get it. But Calgary, I don't know who's sitting behind Daryl Sutter. Anyways, we'll find that out. Lee's on it. Lee is committed to finding that person. We'll be back to Gray Eagle right after this. Calgary's entertainment destination. You're watching on Game Plus TV, listening on WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, check out our website. And when I say we, I mean Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Great Eagle Resort and Casino.ca has our entire fall and winter entertainment lineup. Darcy Oaks, Saturday night, illusionist. I don't even know if there's tickets left or not, but he's unbelievable. His dad, Scott Oak from Hockey Night in Canada. You got to go see this. Before we continue with Jeff Fairholm, two-time Great Cup champion, Hall of Famer, a sports update. The Everest Canadian Curling Club Championship will debut in Manitoba next year. It was announced by Curling Canada. Winnipeg's Assiniboine Memorial Curling Club will welcome some of Canada's most talented grassroots and club-level curlers for the competition a year from now, November 19th to the 25th. The Everest Canadian Curling Club Championships are for rec club-level curlers who don't have the time or resources to compete at the high-performance level. The event gives those curlers the existing opportunity to represent their home province or territory at a Canadian championship. I think that's great. The Toronto Raptors will be looking to win their second game in a row and second straight at home when they host the 1-3 and Philadelphia 76ers tonight. But again, who cares about the Raps? Our Atlanta Falcons are at the Detroit Pistons tonight. Hashtag true to Atlanta. And what else? The Edmonton Oilers will be aiming to go above 500 for the first time this season when they host the St. Louis Blues. Sorry, when they visit the St. Louis Blues. It's one of three games in the NHL. The Oilers are 3-3, three and three, Blues 3-1. and one. Also tonight, Subway Series in New York. Rangers at the Islanders. And the Tampa Bay Lightning will face the Ducks at Anaheim. This sports update for Edo Japan. Edo Japan's fast and friendly service plus online ordering options is easy and convenient when you're on the go. As I mentioned, Jeff Fairholmes here. Pop it or guest, as always, 902-518-3033 is the number to text us or on the uh, YouTube feed. If you have questions for Jeff, fire them our way. You can bring him in, guys, if you don't mind. BC Lions quarterback Nathan Rourke. This is also in the sports update. Is expected to play at least one quarter Friday against the Blue Bombers in Winnipeg. He's missed the second half of the season with a broken foot. How about this? A GM of the BC Lions. And I've long said that there should be a GM of the Year award in the CFL, Jeff. There is in every other league. Yeah, there should be, right? They went out and got Vernon Adams via trade, and it secured them second place in the West in a home home field. It did. You know, they, they had a guy go down, and they weren't happy with what they were with, the, with what they were putting on the field, and they made a great trade. They, that guy should be – who is it, by the way? Who is the general manager in BC? I don't even Neil know Neil McAvoy. McAvoy, right. And Rick Campbell. 
Yeah, well, Rick, oh, Rick Fam- co-GM. Yeah, co-GMs. I, great job getting getting some people in, and they've made some other moves, which I, I think are fantastic. I kind of wish we'd seen that with our Rough Riders. Well, and that's the point. Um, they did not make those moves. You know yourself, man. You played, how long was your pro career? Nine years. Long enough. When your general manager is making moves to fortify your team, especially midseason, that galvanizes a room. That fires you up. It, well, it fires you up, but it also makes you look behind your back if they're bringing some competition in for you, right? So, you know, it, it does a lot of things. It makes you think that the organization is doing whatever they can to make the team better, which helps you. You know, it makes you work a little bit higher, harder in practice. And, you know, hey, if they're behind us and, you know, the fans are behind us, then we'll work hard too. From our viewers, John in Edmonton. I get the sense a lot of them want to talk hockey today, and I get it. John says, the Arizona Coyotes are set to begin their home schedule inside the cozy confines of the 5,000-seat Mullet Arena. It just, the jokes write themselves about Mullet Arena. <laughs> well, it kind of is. It's just weird how it's it's weird how a pro sports franchise in this day and age can can be doing that. It was almost you know it's almost like some of the stadiums we played in you know back in the nineties when we went to Memphis and we were playing on a half grass half astroturf field. You know, it's just it's just weird. It's like they're jamming a square peg in a round hole. But you know, whatever. Hopefully, they'll get a stadium soon. Speaking of, we had the executive director of the Liberty Bowl on our show uh, about a month ago. Steve Earhart out of Memphis, and they're still playing in that place, the Liberty Bowl. Like, did you get a sense of history when you went in there? To yeah, play? I, lo- I love the Liberty Bowl. I mean, I had no problem with the Liberty Bowl, but when they tried to make the field Canadian size, they had to add, I think it was five yards of AstroTurf on the outside of the grass because it was just, so I felt like when I ran an out pattern, I had to change my cleats as I was running out there. Then the end zones were weird, and it was just, again, putting a square peg in a round hole. But that was fun. But I also got to play in the in the Baltimore Stadium as well, which I thought, for me, had a lot more nostalgia. The I think, Memorial Stadium, I Baltimore think. Memorial, Baltimore Memorial, I think There's so. a wonderful book written about the Stallions, that, that era. Uh, I should get it for you. You'd enjoy it. Are you yeah. a reader? You fly oh, yeah. all the time. So. I read all the time. Yeah. Regarding the lady that sits behind the Calgary Flames bench, <laughs> Kirk Sorota watching writes in. He says, the lady behind the Flames bench has been a longtime season ticket holder. The name escapes me. How would you know her name? Is she that famous? I'm that big of a hockey dork that when they show the Flames bench, I'm looking at Daryl Sutter as God is my witness. That's a fact. Not anymore. Not down. No, I can't. <laughs> Saturday night, Battle of Alberta. I, I'll be there. I can't wait. Orders flames. From my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. Regarding the Raptors, she says, I care. You should care, Chris, and that's fine. But we're on the air in Atlanta, not Toronto. To hell with Toronto, as far as I'm concerned. Except for Game Plus television. Um, the viewers want to know who you think will be in the Grey Cup. Well, it's hard to bet. Hard to bet against Winnipeg. Uh, they're playing so well, and they're they're so well coached. Great organization. I think BC is a dark horse. I don't see Calgary getting there. So I'm going to pick. I'm going to go with Winnipeg, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to go with Winnipeg and Toronto. Toronto's playing really well. I I was not a Bethel Thompson fan, but you know what? He's he's really come to play of late, and his and that defense, the Toronto defense, is fantastic. So I see Winnipeg and Toronto in the Great Cup. Macbeth, we call him. Macbeth, sorry. <laughs> so, I said Winnipeg, Toronto at the outset of the year, if I may. That's a fact. Great defense. That they they're really underrated. They that defensive line is going to put a lot of pressure on, on on whoever they play. Somebody tell me, please, 
Who is the Argonauts' defensive coordinator? I don't know. Corey Mace. Corey Mace. Thank Corey you. Mace. That didn't take long. Corey Tell Mace. them what he's won, Bob. A free buffet at the Gray Eagle. <laughs> on me. Actually, on the Gray Eagle. Aaron in Edmonton says, good morning, everyone. Long time no watch. Hello, Aaron. We already talked about your Oilers, and we've got about a minute to talk about the Elks and the Riders. We're talking about two non-playoff-bound teams, man. Who could believe that? And maybe, you know what, I'll just set it up, and we'll come back and talk about it next. We're sitting here, again, in a Calgary CFL playoff-bound market. It's exciting what's going on with the Lions and the Stampeders, and Winnipeg sitting there waiting for the winner. I also get what's going on in Edmonton and Saskatchewan where your seasons are over, so you're already talking about next year. And there was this re-rumor that Bo Levi Mitchell was looking at houses in Sask on the weekend, (laughs) and the next coaching staff's ready in Sask, and it's Lancaster said it. If you haven't heard a rumor by noon in Regina, start one. So we'll pause and come back and talk. put a wrap. we got lots of time for it. Sorry, Jeff. (laughs) Write it down. I did remember what I was going to ask you, and that was during the season trades. Benny Hebert coming up in hour two, Olympic gold medal curler and Bo Levi's best friend. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's what we call viewer takeover. And all that's going to be is questions from our viewers for Jeff Fairholm, our good friend, my favorite all-time Rough Rider joining us here at Gray Eagle. And a blossoming color analyst. How far do you see this going? You've already got your first game under your belt. I don't know. I don't even know how I did. I mean, I'm still waiting for the recording. But it was fun. I did the U of S, um, U of R game um, a couple Saturdays ago. And I had a ball. It was fun. It got me really involved. I don't know how I did. How far do I want to take it? As far as it'll go, I think it's it's uh, it's a good hack for me. I'd I'd love to do it. It's just uh, a lot of fun for me. I love football, and it'd, it'd be good. A little note from a broadcasting standpoint, I said to Fairway over here, if you didn't hear anything, that's a good thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a great thing. I suppose actually. that's true. Um, Arlen Bruce the third is watching AB three. He says, "Take the deal: BC Lions versus Toronto Argonauts in the Grey Cup." Mandy in Edmonton says, what are the chances Chris Jones, Chris Jones, stays with the Elks going into next season? I'd say 50-50. <laughs> I'd say 100%. Why? He's got a four-year contract. Three years are left at six to $700,000 a year. They're not firing him. There's no way. Oh, they're not going to fire him, but he no. might leave. <laughs> oh, I think he might quit. I, mean, I think that's what people might be, might be mentioning. Is that what you're getting at, Mandy? <laughs> um, my cousin Chris wants to know if you are still a Ryder fan. Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm through and through. Yeah, absolutely. I've, 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 I even, you know, after I went to Toronto, and people ask me, why aren't you a Tor- Toronto Argonauts fan? As well, you know, the, the Riders gave me my chance. I played six years there. I love the people. I love the city. I love the province. Um, I'm, I'm a Rough Rider fan through and through. I wear the gear all the time. Follow the man on social media, specifically Twitter. Slotback18, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just tweeted a photo of yourself. and I, I was on a plane coming back from Winnipeg, of all places, and I had my Saskatchewan sweatshirt on and my Arizona hat. Did you get jeered? I didn't, actually. Well, maybe one person did. but The <laughs> I, pilot? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, but it, actually, the the uh, flight attendant when I walked on the plane, as a matter of, of fact. But uh, no, uh, it was you know they don't get jeered. They're pretty cool about it. Um. Well, hey, I we all want to know, and Benny's going to talk some curling with us. You're looking great on TV, uh, by the way, Ben. On the weekend, you always do. Well, you look good. Your team didn't look so good. <laughs> Bo, that's Ben's best friend. Did I get out of you what you... You said you saw him this weekend? You, Jeff, I saw, uh, off well, the field? Yeah, I was staying at the Hotel Saskatchewan where the team was playing. And I can, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, he was walking around the hotel. I mean, how about that? <laughs> Breaking news. You know, is he looking... They are that? human beings away from the stadium. <laughs> news at 11. I didn't see him looking for condos, so... Well, and that's what I wanted to wind this up with with you is, again, you know that with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders out of it, the rumor mill's going to start, and it's going, man. Oh, yeah. Full time. Yeah. I mean, everybody everybody has an opinion in Saskatchewan, and like you said, Lancaster said, if you haven't heard one, start one. A rumor. Uh, a rumor. Uh, you've got to get... You know, I, you want my opinion on what's going to happen? Well, that's why you're here. Uh, my crystal ball is no clearer than yours. Um, I don't see, with all due respect to your next guest and a friend of Bo's, I, I don't see Bo going to Saskatchewan. Uh, in my opinion, why would you want a quarterback in Saskatchewan that's not good enough to start with the, with the Calgary Stampeders? Enough said there. Uh, as far as the management's concerned, I see Craig Reynolds keeping his job. I think financially they're stable. I think. I don't really look at the numbers, especially with the Grey Cup this year in Regina. Um, I, I would have hoped that O'Day would be on the hot seat and keep Dixon, Dickinson. Um, but having thought about that, if you get a new GM, he's going to want his own head coach. He or she would want her, was his own head coach. So I don't know what's going to happen. Something has to happen. You know, you can't. You, you can't have another season, and if you stay with status quo, as much as I like status quo, um, something's got to happen. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be Dickinson who's going to lose his job. We have a minute and a half. We're big NFL fans around here. We're airing in Atlanta. Big Falcons fans. What are the Falcons now? Three and four, I believe. Better uh, than expected, yeah. How much are you following the NFL? I know enough to be dangerous. I mean, I sit around. I, sit around, I haven't watched it the last couple of weeks because I've been traveling. But hey, I you know I listen to the pregame shows and I I, I watch the games that I like and uh, you know I know enough to be dangerous. So who do you think will be in the Super Bowl? I, too early I, to say. Too early to say. It always is. You know the the Packers are going to write themselves. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, Dallas. I don't see Dallas. Although Dallas has a good defense. So you know I don't know who's going to be there. Um, I love Philadelphia. I love what they're doing. Wouldn't it be a great story? If the uh, if the Phillies win the World Series and the and the Eagles win the Super Bowl, that'd be fantastic for the for the city. Um, but it's too early to tell. I just right now, I'm just enjoying it. Tom Brady done? Yeah, I think he's done. I, I just don't think he has the tools around him anymore, and you know he just can't move. And you know when stuff happens off the field like that, it is hard. As much of a professional and <laughs> as, as experienced as he is, it's tough to get over that. And you know, I, yeah, I think he's done. I think he'll finish the year, obviously, but I don't think the Bucks are going to go anywhere. Always a treat with this guy, Jeff Fairholm. Thanks, Fairway. My pleasure, Roddy. Anytime. The best, the best. My favorite rough rider all time. Benny Hebert coming up next, and maybe Lee Genier, too. Stick around, everybody, here on Game Plus TV and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.